1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 793, 8 Money Myths That Might Be Holding You Back, Part 2, by Paula Pant of AffordAnything.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host here on the show. Welcome to Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And if you didn't pick up on it based on the title, this is a continuation today from yesterday's episode. It's Part 2 of 2. So if you're new here, I would definitely recommend listening to episode 792 first. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. Eight money myths that might be holding you back, part two by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. Myth number four, money is the root of all evil. The actual quote is, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself isn't the root of all evil. Loving money, in other words, greed, can lead to evil decisions, but money itself is an inanimate object. It's neither good nor evil. Money is a tool, like a hammer. You can use a hammer to build a house or torture a kitten. Regardless of how you use it, the hammer itself is merely an object. The person wielding the hammer imbues it with meaning. Money amplifies you. If you are already a jerk and then you get a bunch of money, now you're just a jerk with money but if you're a kind, responsible person, your money management will reflect that. We should neither blame nor praise money. Money is nothing more than a tool. It is our job to learn how to use the tool in the best way that we can. Myth number five, money causes conflict. Mo' money, mo' problems. As a child, if you saw your parents or siblings arguing about money, you may have developed the unconscious idea that money creates conflict. In reality, your spending is a reflection of your priorities. An argument about money, fundamentally, is an argument about values. Often a person's stated values, the values they think they hold, aren't reflected in the way they spend. Someone might say, my health is important, but regularly choose fast food to save a few bucks. Someone might say, I wanna travel, but I can't afford it, but they order from restaurants twice a week. Someone might say, I'm committed to growing my side business, but they're not willing to invest in it. Money reflects what people actually care about, When people argue about money, including internal conflicts with themselves, they're not actually arguing about money. They're conflicted about priorities. Myth number six, it's shameful or embarrassing to think about money. Last year, I struck up a conversation with a random stranger on the sidewalk. He asked what I did for a living. I replied, I'm a blogger and a podcaster. He asked what topics I covered. Money, I replied. And he said, oh, it's a shame we have to think about money so much. Really? Why? What's wrong with thinking about money? People may argue that it's more noble, more morally authoritative to discuss safe, esteemed topics like social causes and art and music, but hello, money allows you to spend your time focused on your passions and priorities. What could possibly be more critical than that? Myth number seven, rich people suck. Oftentimes, people who would agree with the statement you shouldn't judge someone based on their socioeconomic class will also, in the same breath, make flippant comments like rich people don't care, rich people are greedy, or rich people suck. I think some people hold a deeply limiting belief that they'll never be rich, nor will their friends or family. A reasonable coping mechanism, therefore, is to otherize the wealthy. But as we've learned, the us versus them mindset is never positive for society. This is a mindset we should eradicate, not encourage. If you agree that it's wrong to judge others based on their socioeconomic class, remember that this works in every direction. Myth number eight, profits are made by taking advantage of others. This myth comes from the idea that life is a zero-sum game. When one person wins, another loses. Any money you've earned is, quote, made off the back of someone else. Profits are evil. If you own a business and make profits, you are necessarily taking advantage of others. Every time I publish a real estate income report on my site, I get comments telling me that I shouldn't profit from my tenants. They tell me that I should be nice and offer my properties at cost. Otherwise, I'm taking advantage of my tenants. I've thought about this carefully, and here is my conclusion. If rental investors couldn't make money, there would be no incentive to invest. At a minimum, a rental property needs to earn the same or slightly better than an index fund in order to incentivize the investment. Otherwise, the rational decision is to stick with index funds. If collecting returns from a rental property is ethically wrong, what's the alternative? Should we eradicate renting as an institution? Should we live in a society in which nobody is a landlord and therefore it's impossible to move unless you have the funds to buy? How would you move to a new city if you couldn't rent? Would we stay in hotels and Airbnbs? Or are these also taking advantage of people who need short-term housing? You see the problem with this line of reasoning. Here's the reality. My tenants need short-term housing in increments of one to two years. I build a team that purchases, renovates, repairs, maintains, and manages this housing. The tenants get what they need, an enjoyable place to live, and I receive ongoing compensation for building and managing this business. That's a win-win. Mutual wins aren't just a real estate issue. My friend Amanda is a restaurant hostess who runs a side business as a licensed hairstylist. She cuts my hair, and I pay her. This is another win-win. She profits, and I get a haircut. Should Amanda stop profiting off people who need haircuts? Last week, I hired a graphic design company in Scotland to redesign the logo for this website. Are they unjustly profiting off people who need logo design? Yesterday, I bought food from a grocery store. Did this store unjustly profit off people who want dinner? Many people equate profits with greed, and that's based on the premise that transactions are win-lose rather than win-win. This is a limited view of the world. Businesses are sustainable when both parties are happy. Profits that come from win-wins are encouraged, The Bottom Line We hold many misconceptions around money. Some of these are tactical, such as misinformation about credit scores. Others are mindset-oriented and influence how we feel about concepts like profits, scarcity or abundance, and the level of attention that we give to our finances. You just listened to part two of the post titled Eight Money Myths That Might Be Holding You Back by Paula Pant of affordanything.com.
0: After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com/OFD for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: And that will do it for today. Thank you so much for being here, as always, and for being a subscriber. And I'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday show